Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. You got a lot to get to. Real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about Superbook here in a second, but giving you a quick preview of today's show. Never challenge Americans to all-you-can-eat shrimp. Because Red Lobster did, and they lost a ton of money. A man in England was unpacking his online grocery order when he found bags of feces. (laughs) I didn't order this, I swear to God. Uh, A woman who lives off the grid eats something that makes most of us cringe, but should it? Why we need to go back to using physical maps when we travel And real or fake Christmas trees? We'll get into that. Something that's just so bizarre when it comes to fake Christmas trees. But real quick, refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss their refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on the refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app, share the promo code with your friends, and you're going to get a $50 bonus Every for every person who registers using your code. That's awesome. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before I get into headlines, before I do this, I got to tell you, I'm a little out of sorts. My wife and I, the kids were out of uh, out of the house yesterday. They were over at my wife's aunt's house helping decorate for Christmas. So my wife and I are like, hey, the kids are out of the house. What should we do? Let's do a purge and reorganize the basement. <laughs> oh, ah, ah. <laughs> so we did. And it, the, the basement looks fantastic. It's awesome. But. I rearranged my my studio and my desk, and I'm trying still to figure out the best way to position everything. And it's just, I feel awkward right now. I do. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. And, and then also, like, it, what just popped in my head, I realized on Tuesday, we're getting our roof done. We're getting, finally got approved for a new roof. Um and we're getting that done, and my wife is going to be using my studio to work. And that means i got to find a place on Tuesday to do a show. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going to record. So who knows? I might be on Colfax just hanging out with all the, you know, peeps. And then, you know, hey, <laughs> come on down. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll try to... I'll try to tell you on social media where I'm going to be recording, and, and maybe we try to do something fun with it. I have no idea. No idea. If you have ideas of where I should record, let me know. To HuffPodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on social media at Podcast. But what I do know for a fact is right now we're getting into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. Listen, I love seafood. I do. I got a chance to visit 
the great state of Maine. And the seafood out there is insane because it's just so fresh. It's so beautiful. You kind of get it here. I, I was told that as far as landlocked states, Colorado actually has a good selection of seafood, despite the fact that it's frozen and stuff. But since it's since it has D, we have DIA and everything like that. That it's actually a good hub for seafood imports. I don't know if that's true. I read it online. I assume everything I read online is is fact. <laughs> also, there is a pill that can give me an extra seven inches. <laughs> I'm looking into that one, too. <laughs> That's so stupid. But anyway, back to the original story. I love seafood, and I think a good amount of Americans do as well. Red Lobster found out exactly how much people love shrimp. They had an all-you-can-eat shrimp promotion that I believe is still on the menu. And it may have been a little too popular for them. The promotion led to roughly $11 million in losses in their third quarter. Just in their third quarter. I believe they started this promotion in June or July. And they just got freaking wrecked. So Red Lobster made Endless Shrimp a permanent menu item back in June. Excuse me. I should have read what I wrote. Uh, Now, at the time when they first started this, it was a a $20 purchase. $20 for all-you-can-eat shrimp? I'm in. I had no idea. I didn't even think about going to do this. I should have taken my son. That would be a good little just hangout. Let's Let's go hammer some shrimp. You get a salad, I'll get the shrimp, and then I'll just give you whatever shrimp. I'm sure they'd frown upon that. They would be like, You can't share plates. Go to hell. This is bottomless shrimp. I'll do whatever I want. It's America. (laughs) But so it originally cost 20 bucks. Then they realized, oh, man, we got tons of people coming in here. So they uh, raised the price to $25. And they, they thought that that would help. Well, it didn't. Red Lobster saw a traffic increase of 2% compared to the previous quarter, and 4% compared uh, to the previous year. That's a lot. That's a good amount in, in restaurant terms, especially for Red Lobster. I, I, I don't know the last time I went to a Red Lobster. It, it's okay. I like their, their garlic biscuits. Those are freaking amazing. You can actually Google the recipe online. My wife and I did that at one time. And made them, and they tasted pretty damn similar. So go ahead and start fire up the Google machine and do that. But here's the thing with Red Lobster: for twenty bucks, even twenty five bucks now, that is what it is. You're saying you can get as much shrimp as you want. This is America. We love good food. And good deals. That's a really good freaking deal. I would just, I mean, I'm not saying you could do this, but what I could do, I could go hunker in at a Red Lobster, get the bottomless shrimp, get there at 11 o'clock, and then probably leave around dinner time, <laughs> you know, and I'd be good. Are they going to kick you out? I don't, I don't, would you kick, 
get kicked out of Red Lobster for eating like for like six hours? Would that be a problem? Is that frowned upon? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Dude, I love shrimp. I listen, I gotta be honest. If I look at the the popular seafood items, you got lobster, you got crab, you got shrimp, and then you obviously have a variety of, of fish. Let's set the fish aside because fish is just such a wide variety. But if you're look, gonna look at the three main as far as lobster, crab, and shrimp, I'm gonna order of what I prefer. It's gonna be shrimp, crab, as long as it's like the king crab. It has to have a big ass, you know, freaking exoskeleton because. I don't want the little skinny crab. Screw that. No, I want something with meat. You know me, I like the meat. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, but anyway, it's got to be that. And then lobster, I don't, maybe I haven't had a good lobster. But I just, mm, not that great. Especially for the cost. I feel like you can wait and you can find some good deals on shrimp and on crab. You get some good crab legs, yeah, but it's a lot of work in a sense. So I'll stick with shrimp because I could just hammer the hell out of shrimp. And then I go crab and then lobster. It's just like, nah, I forgot you were there. I don't, I could do it. I, I could do without it. Okay. The other two, boom, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, in Blackburn, England, a man was unpacking his online grocery order. And it was roughly around $186 American. It's a good amount. So he's unpacking his online grocery order, and then all of a sudden, just complete horror. <laughs> horror, not whore. There wasn't a whore in there. It was horror. Horror. By the way, anytime I say horror, I really feel like I have to over-enunciate. Be like, horror. Huh? And it's like, well, don't talk about your ma that way, okay? But no, no, it's a horror. Um, so he's he's on doing his groceries, unpacking, and all of a sudden he says, "This is what he says: all this poo fell out, and I was totally shocked. I thought, what on earth is this? That's according to Phil Smith of Blackburn, England. Then he said he checked another bag and saw diarrhea." I got to be honest, guys. I've worked in grocery stores. I've worked in restaurants as well as, obviously, radio stations. That that just completely baffles me. Why is that a thing? Other than somebody just thought they'd be funny and then, like, I have an idea. Let's poop in a bag and stick it in somebody's grocery order. That sounds like a swell idea, man. That's good. <laughs> of course, they're in Blackburn, England, so they're like, I have an idea. Let's defecate in a bag and then put it in this grocery order. Oh, cheerio, that is such a great and splendid idea. Good one on you, Hector. <laughs> like, oh, I don't get that. Why? And if it's an accident, if somebody didn't do that on purpose, why the hell you have bags of, of feces? Makes no sense to me. Even if you're trying to be funny, that that's not funny. That's just disgusting. And it's a health code situation. Like you can get in a lot of trouble for that. It's not it's not a 
<laughs> gotcha. It's not a flaming bag of poo on somebody's front doorstep. That's still not even that funny. I laughed when I said it, so I guess it is funny. <laughs> but, but, I, I don't, I don't understand the mindset of somebody that would do that. Like, could you imagine you're like you're putting the grocery order together because that that's a that's a position now is is the online ordering. All right, let's see. You got the avocados? Yep, got it. Get uh, the box of Lucky Charms? Yeah, got that one. Let's see, mangoes. Mm-hmm. Bag of poo? Got it. Yeah. And oh, don't forget the bag of diarrhea. <laughs> like what? No. What? The hell's wrong with people? I don't understand that mindset. And, and imagine if that happened to you. Really put yourself in that moment of unpacking your grocery bag. And there's probably a good chance some of this spilled on the guy. I, I know that sounds gross, but just imagine you're on doing your groceries. You get a, a fistful of, of poo. And then, like, how upset would you be? Like, totally irate. How would you not go down there and just not punch somebody in the face. I, I I know that that's wrong, and you shouldn't. I shouldn't be encouraging violence, and I'm not. I'm just saying it would be really hard not to. That's the God's honest truth. If I got a bag of of feces, human feces, which this was, that's absurd. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And what's even worse. And I believe the grocery store was called Icelandic, something like that. And they there was a lot of pushback on this guy. It took him over a week to get his money refunded to him. Because all those groceries, those are all trash. And I would never shop at that place again. If I was that guy and that happened at my local grocery store, I am telling anybody and everybody, <laughs> like, Hey, you, I don't know you. Guess where I got a bag of feces? <laughs> At this place. That's disgusting. That tells you just the state of our society. Doesn't matter if it's the United States. Doesn't matter if it's the UK. Doesn't matter if it's Australia, wherever. We have a bunch of morons everywhere. Scattered about across this great globe. That just... It's it's there's times when you're encouraged by the progress that we make as a society, as a species. And then you take a step back. Well, let's just say a lot of steps back when you hear a story about somebody discovering feces in their grocery order makes no sense. And it's very discouraging. And, and it tells you just the immature nature of some individuals and, and how they're not in the right headspace. That is just so disgusting. <laughs> oh. Man, could you imagine, though, if you're like on a tight budget, too, and you have to basically throw away all those groceries, and then they're giving you push pushback on giving you a refund? That that's that's frustrating too. That's so disgusting. It's so gross. Oh my god. <laughs> Just like, hey, we got some cherries, avocados. Honey, 
Yeah? Did you order a bag of diarrhea? Mmm, no. Okay, we got one anyway. That's, wait, what? <laughs> no. No. God, I hate people. There's a woman in Oregon, or Oregon. I've met a few people that are from Oregon, and they're like, it's Oregon. Like, okay, whatever, don't care. Anyway, this lady lives off the land, which I think is pretty cool. She's out there 24-7. She lives in a tent, and she's been doing it for about four years now. And at one point, she was she had a companion. The reason why she was intrigued by it is she met a guy that had been doing it for about six years. So she up and, and she hooked up with him in, in more than one way. And then she went and bought some horses, and then she decided, I'm going to do it too. Now they broke up like a year uh, like a year ago. But anyway, she's still out there doing her own thing. She's out there by herself, and she's loving it. But the thing that really strikes people as odd and or disgusting is she tends to eat roadkill. She said, I'm really good knowing when an animal is fresh. Her name's Manders Barnett. She's 32 years old. And she's like, yeah, I can figure it out. I, you can tell. But I will tell you this. The, I, you did some research. If you find roadkill, you got 12 hours after it dies, you should be consuming it. Uh, I've heard actually a lot of people do this. I've, I know uh, there's a guy, I can't remember his name right now, uh, that was on, his son was on my son's baseball team. And they they struck a deer or an elk or something like that. And, yeah, they just – or, no, they were driving, and somebody had just struck it. And then State Patrol was out there. This guy stopped, and he's just like, I, listen, he's like, I can just put it out of its misery, and I can just take it. It's less paperwork for you. And the cop's like, yeah, go ahead. Because there's, there's going to be certain parts that – you probably don't want to consume, but there's still some decent amount of meat on there, right? So this is what she says. She does source food from a local farm store, although she didn't say how she pays for it because she doesn't have a job. I have an idea how she pays for it. <laughs> hi -oh. Hey, what, what's the girl got to do to get a bag of broccoli? Ah, stop it. Stop it. Uh, she says, I use all the parts of the deer. If she finds a deer that is roadkill, she uses everything. She takes the bones and makes tools and tan hides for clothes and stuff and bags. That's pretty cool. This is what she said. Humans, by becoming so satisfied with domestic lifestyle, have lost the ability to know the language of nature. I pay my respects by being present. She also doesn't want these, these animals to die in vain, in a sense. So that's part of the reason why she does that. She doesn't live solely off of that. But she does, you know, rummage for berries and, and mushrooms and stuff like that. So she, she lives a, mostly off the land, with the exception of that thing where she says she goes to a local farm store. But how the fuck, maybe she does trades or something like that. Not like sex. <laughs> like, I'll give you 
How about I get 12 pounds of rice and uh, I give you a knobber? I don't know. Is that, what's the trade value on that? <laughs> Sorry, that's wrong. That's wrong. I should delete that. But I'm not. But I'm not. Well, I think that's interesting. And while it is does sound disgusting, it's it, I don't think it's as gross as some people think it is. And, and I got to be honest. We are so soft and so relaxed as a society that if all of a sudden we were thrust into this lifestyle, you know, something happens. We have no more sources of electricity and, you know, vehicles are unable to be used for one reason or another. Let's just say you had to live off the land. How long do you think you could last? I think most of us would, would, it would be rough at first, but I think ultimately a good chunk of us could figure it out. And there's, there's a good chunk of you out there right now that would be perfectly fine. You're hunters. You like the camp, stuff like that. You guys are going to do great. And I need to hitch my wagon to you. I do. But if you're thrust into this and, and you are like, I always think about like those YouTubers and shit like that. They have like no life skills. <laughs> like they've never had a job. They've never done anything. They just lucked out and started doing, you know, YouTube videos and they're making a shit ton of money. Good for them. But if all of a sudden we get hit, hit with the reset button in society and we get thrown back into the dark ages, those are the first people to go. Don't you think? I mean, I don't know. It it's it's weird to think about, but those people aren't going to last very long unless you adapt. And that's the thing with anytime there's changes in your work environment or home life and you it's just a massive change, you either adapt or you're going to fail miserably. And I would rather fail trying than fail not trying. So you might as well try. And who knows? You're, you're gonna, you're probably gonna surprise yourself at how well you can do. We got a lot more coming up here, uh, up here. But real quick, uh, speaking of good food, good food, stuff you want to eat. Sugar Fire in Westminster. They have their holiday menu, and it is insane. You got to fill out your order or place your order by Wednesday, December twentieth. And here's the here's the thing. It's going to be stressful enough for you to get your meal ready to go for Christmas Day or whatever holiday you want or that you celebrate. But it's going to be stressful enough. You got maybe you got family coming in, you got you get the house ready, you got maybe buy some last second gifts, you got to wrap them, all that nonsense, plus you got your work that you got to finish up. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to have time to prep the meal? That's where Sugar Fire steps in. They rescue you and save the holidays. You can get a whole smoked turkey with gravy, $9.99 a pound, and they average between 8 and 12 pounds. That's a good amount. They got whole whole smoked beef tenderloin. Oh my Lord, that sounds amazing. They got horseradish cream sauce and a jus. That's $54.99 a pound. So they got dinner packs. Six ounce turkey breast with gravy, and they got fancy potatoes that I, uh, a gratin. <laughs> I forgot to do research on how to pronounce these. 
Uh, green beans a la monde. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's fancy for fancy green beans. Then uh, caramel, pecan, applesauce, cornbread with honey butter. You can get a choice of pie. All that pack. That's one pack. That's one spectacular uh, uh, meal. That's $29.99 a person. That's a fabulous deal. You can get all those all those sides. You can get pints, quarts, gallons, all amazing. Oh, the, the cornbread really just is something that stands out because I've seen their cornbread. It, this is like legit cornbread. You can get a pan of 12 or a pan of 24. You can get a whole chocolate pecan pie. You can get their regular meats and sides and desserts. Those are also available. You got to place your order at Sugar Fire in Westminster. Give them a call. 720-639-4903 or you can go by the the store 144th in Orchard Parkway my wife just peeked around the corner and scared the living hell out of me and you got they're off 144th in Orchard Parkway in Westminster place the orders by December 20th it's Sugar Fire in Westminster reinventing barbecue every single day if you're down here you scared me she seriously peeked around the corner and like, I'm in the middle of reading this and I look up and she just moved her head back. So I'm like, was it a ghost? <laughs> it was a ghost. My wife, she, that's the thing in this house. They, they, her and the kids love to scare the crap out of me. When I leave a room, this is no joke. I literally walk out of the doorway slowly and look to my right and my left. Because they they constantly do this. Ah! I'm like, damn it. And I you would think I'd be, you know, more prepared, but I still get the crap scared out of me at least once a day. Uh, I was reading this article, and and really what it comes down to is we need to start busting out the old school maps. You know, when I was a kid, when I was 18, I got a job with Safeway because I had already been with Safeway. But there was an opportunity to do some computer work for Safeway. And that meant I got to travel around Colorado as well as Wyoming. And I didn't have GPS back then. I had a map. And I would literally, like a day or two before my trip, I would map it out. I got to go take this highway to this, there, blah, 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 blah. So it really, you know made me understand where I was going. Well, now with GPS, you're just completely reliant on it, and you assume that it's going to take you in the right direction. Not always the case. So I'm reading this story from the New York Post, and this is what it says. What was supposed to be a shortcut through the desert ended up being a trip uh, from Las Vegas to Los Angeles ended up being a 14-hour ordeal one lady, just it was a complete nightmare. And then this dude driving, his car had around $5,000 in damages to the vehicle and had to be towed back to Las Vegas. At one point, because they're driving along and there was like some sandstorm or something like that, and then uh, GPS is like, well, go this way instead. Well, they start going down this road. Eventually, it turns into dirt road. They lose the asphalt. And there's roughly 100 cars, according to this lady, blindly following their GPS and each other. 
Because I don't know if you've noticed that before. There's sometimes you're like, why is this lane so backed up, but nobody's in this lane? It's because everybody's following the leader. Not necessarily a good idea. I see that a lot on I-25. So they're they're out there, and all, there's like there's points when they're driving where it was so rough, like they're basically almost on their side because it's not level ground. At what point would they not have just stopped and gone, this is a bad idea, let's turn around? So it was a complete nightmare. We we talked about it not too long ago where that one guy drove into a body of water. It seems like every couple months there's some sort of story where somebody ends up where they're not supposed to. We had that happen at one point. My wife and I, right before we had kids, we went on a trip. We cut through Utah and then drove down to Arizona. And at one point, the this was before it was on my phone. We had a, a Garmin GPS, and it just started to overheat, and it just started deciding to take us somewhere else. And thankfully, we noticed it about a half mile, and I had printed out the directions, thankfully, as a backup. But we were blindly following it, and it says to go right, and then it, then it was going to take us back into the middle of Utah instead of going left, and that was going to take us down into Arizona. It was, a, it was a weird thing. Thankfully, we noticed it at first. It was mostly my wife that she's like, this does not seem right. So we stop, pull over, look at the directions that, that we printed out, and sure enough. So you got to be really careful with that. But there's times where it just you just get so reliant on it. If it's somewhere new, I mean, I assume that it works, but there's a good chance it's not. Like these people, there is somebody that died not too long ago too because they took the wrong directions or the GPS told them to go somewhere, and then they ended up being stranded in the middle of nowhere, and the dude died. So it's it's pretty horrifying. This is what Google responded with, because it told them to go this way. They're like, this is a shortcut. Don't worry. It's fine. Google responded. and said, we apologize for the incident that happened last weekend, and we confirm can confirm that we'll no longer route drivers traveling between Las Vegas and Barstow uh, down those roads. So at least that they're taking it seriously and be like, that's a problem. And it kind of tells you there's so many roads and there's so many, there's so many roads out there that aren't really maintained anymore. But for Google to keep up on those is probably got to be, really difficult but that being said it's just another reason why if if it's telling you to go a different direction and it seems a bit off pull over and see if you can figure it out and be like okay wait 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 this is a problem (laughs) this ain't a road anymore that's insane it plus it's it's really bad for our brains to constantly be followers like if you're always following, your brain's not taking charge. You need to take control and, and map it out with a physical map, and that that I, that is actually good for your brain. To it's I, I was watching something with Chris Hemsworth, and they were talking about how good it is for your brain function 
to go into a place and just navigate on your own. Be like, okay, we need to get over to that mountain. Well, let's go. Let's travel. And it's good for you to not be sitting there staring at a device, tell, letting it tell you where to go. But instead, you're navigating yourself. If you run into a problem, you got to troubleshoot that with between you and whoever you're with. But it, that's, that is good. Now, I say all this. I say that we should go back to you know, old school maps. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't even have a printer in my house. If I need to print something out, I send it to the library down the road and I go over there and get my free printout. Okay? That's what I do. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to blindly follow my GPS. I understand how beneficial it would be for me to, excuse me, not, you know, follow it, but eh. <laughs> I'm an idea guy. doesn't mean I have to follow through. Jeez. If you grew up in that era, you know what I'm talking about. It is so much better. And you learn a lot more about what's around you. I was talking to the guys on the final word with Joe and, and Alex, and they were joking around about, like, you know, the old school directions. You go down about a quarter mile, turn left at, you know, the the house that has kittens in, in the window. Like it's a, it's like, you know, pastel kittens or something, whatever. And then you go, go down that road. You're going to see twin pine trees just all by themselves. You're going to go past that another blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's like old school, school maps. And you're constantly like, is that what he's talking about? Is that this? I don't know. <laughs> Live on the edge. See where you end up. Just hopefully there's a gas station. And by the way, I'm going I'm to end with this one because it, it's so dumb. Again, another reason to hate TikTok. There's some annoying TikToker that went viral for washing her artificial Christmas tree in the bathtub. You tell me, are you a, a real Christmas tree person or are you an artificial tree person? We're an artificial tree family. We could never wash our Christmas tree because it has lights already attached to it, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome, so nice. Um, I've never been a fan of real Christmas trees. I just, I know it makes your house smell good and all that stuff. I just don't, eh, I just don't see the point. My brother, when he lived here, he had a real Christmas tree. And then when he moved to Australia, I was cleaning up his house for him. And I was like, what is sticking out of the bushes? And I pull on it. And it was his dead Christmas tree. He had stuck it in the bushes. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking dick. What's up with that? But anyway, we're an artificial Christmas tree family. And I, I don't judge either way. But we, uh, th this whole idea of washing your Christmas tree, that's ridiculous. That's just adding wear and tear on the artificial Christmas tree because you you got the water that's going to uh, eventually erode some of the glue that they have keeping those fake <laughs> pine needles attached. You're going to cause rust on the actual frame and everything like that. And then the, the metal uh, branches and stuff. I don't, I don't understand the point of this. It's dumb. And somebody was just like, She's in the video. She does it. 
and then she takes it out. And then one of the viewers is like, looking at how clean the bath water is, it tells me that this is freaking pointless. Exactly. Yeah, you might get some dust on it. Who, uh, who cares? Who cares? We've had our cr- artificial Christmas tree forever, it seems like. And we don't wash it. It's just absurd. I've never heard of that. And and she the lady doesn't make a good case for it. It's not like it gets uber nasty. It's not like there's a bags of feces hanging from the branches like that guy's grocery order. <laughs> right? Then I'd be like, you know what? We should probably hose it off. And then burn it because <laughs> it's loaded with feces. So disgusting. I will say this, going back to that story about the guy that found feces in his online grocery order. Imagine catching somebody doing that, like pooping into a bag. (laughs) You work at the grocery store, be like, oh, guys, sorry, I forgot my keys. I I know I said I was going home. And then you see some guy like in the corner with a bag just dropping a deuce in it. Be like, what are you doing, Todd? What? Sorry. I just had to go. I was completing this order. I'm pretty sure they didn't say, hey, could somebody poop in a bag and stick it in the grocery order? Pretty sure that wasn't the case, Todd. My goodness. So disgusting. Oh, imagine if like a little kid went in there just like trying to help. Daddy, I'll help you put groceries away. Sure, why not? And then why'd you get why'd you get a bag full of mud? No! Oh, God, why? Why? Hey, don't forget to follow me on YouTube at DeHuff Podcast. My battle with Facebook is ridiculous. It, it just, everything is offensive to people on Facebook. It's so ridiculous. The other day, I posted a video of me joking around about what a Frenchman sounds like if he's judging you for eating pickles. It's literally nothing inappropriate. They removed it because they said it was offensive and went against community guidelines. I'm like, I don't understand this at all. So if you want to see good content, follow me on YouTube at the Huff Podcast. I'm starting to put more of my full full episodes on there, plus snippets, the shorts of uh, of certain you know bits and stuff like that 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 I do here on on the show. But uh, go ahead and follow me again, youtube.com slash Podcast, and it'll be a lot of fun. And eventually I'll get a, a lot of uh, followers on that, and that should be good. And then we can start doing more and more cool things on there. But thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't. Again, go to YouTube and then subscribe at Huff Podcast. Share this with your friends if you want, and be careful when you get your online grocery order. (laughs) There could be a bag of poo, and that's just gross. Don't know how else to say it. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing place to get some barbecue, whether it's for your holiday dinner or just you want to go out on a date, take the kids for a night out, or you just want to get some uh, peace and quiet (laughs) with yourself and hammer some barbecue. Go to Sugar Fire in Westminster, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. It's an amazing place. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's continue to move forward. Have an amazing day.
talk to you next time.